In the world of Hollywood, movies get greenlit and redlit. They get remade and rebooted. But we are the ideal. I'm Sam Gash, and you are listening to Ideal Remake. Thank you for listening to Ideal Remake. We take movies that either have been, will be, or should be remade and talk about what the ideal version of that remake would be. This movie taught us that all of God's creatures can be bought. You just have to know the price. And paying that price today is Austin Badgett. Austin, is Pet Shop a movie that has been, will be, or should be remade? It definitely should be remade. Should be remade? For sure. Okay. So, before we get into it, tell me a little bit about yourself so the audience knows who you are. Well, uh, my name is Austin Badgett, as you heard. I'm a father of a three-year-old boy who's very excited. He just turned three and a half. So if you ask him, he will tell you that. Uh, I've been <laughs> married for almost seven or almost eight years now. Crazy. Cool. Does uh, does your son like this movie? He does. He was Yay! watching it. I was rewatching it and he was watching it with me. And every time the little animals popped up, he was laughing. The, the, the scene where they're in the kitchen and they're making the food and defying physics, um, <laughs> they, uh, he was laughing the whole time he was watching that. So he enjoyed it. That's good. Um, but I work in TV. Uh, I've been working on a Netflix show right now as a writer's assistant. Cool. And um, written a couple episodes on other shows and trying to pave my way over there. That's kind of what Sounds I'm doing. Sounds great. Yeah. So you... When we met at uh, this event, you were describing this movie to me. How did you first see Pet Shop? I think I, I was little. I was I was like eight or nine. I don't know when. I can't remember when this movie came out. That does seem like something I should have queued up. Good point. Um, but the movie came sometime in the 90s. And I remember we just... 1994. Okay. So Didn't even pull it up I yet. Was, I was I was six when it came out. But it must have been a little bit older when I watched it. I went to Blockbuster and just saw the poster of it or whatever and just rented it and we rented it over and over and over again me and my i have two brothers and we couldn't stop watching it i don't know why i have like so little memory of the movie as i was rewatching it i was like oh i don't remember that part or that part of this anything i remember <laughs> all i remember was the animals well when was the last time that you saw it prior to this recent rewatching? It easily 20 years yeah yeah so there was I'm like a two-year period where i was watching it all the time and then it would just kind of floated away. <laughs> I think there was another movie around the same time called Prehysteria, which has, it's a similar thing about, but these are mini uh, dinosaurs that kids had. And those two movies <laughs> oh, kind of were... Wait, did I, I may have seen It was that recommended one. on Amazon if you watch this movie to watch that movie. I think it's because it's by the same company. Is it the same people? Literally the same company made both movies. They, they knew their audience. That was me. Is the video store you went to where you grew up in the same town where Moonbeam Entertainment is located? Where is Moonbeam? Let's find out. Because I grew up in beautiful Thousand Oaks, California. I mean, they're based in L.A., and that's all I've got for you. Okay. Well, maybe. Yeah, that's it. That's all it tells me. I don't know why you haven't seen this movie before. It was, it was iconic. I'd never heard of this movie prior to you mentioning it. And then when I looked it up to sit down, because obviously I watched it for the first time for the podcast. Right, right. I liked it. I thought it was, it, like, it's not good, but it's like a, it's, it's not good in like a kid's movie kind of way. In that it's like just adorable and it's earnest and it's fun. And it honestly seemed like everyone who was making it was having a good time. And in one of those strange twists where it's like kids are the main characters, 
the parents were legitimately good people. And they were like, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, this movie like does sort of have like a story arc and there people that are likable and, and yeah. And the the brother sister dynamic between Dana and Charlie was was honestly sweet. And even though, like, because like he's trying to fix the sprinklers, they're trying to make do. And I really I didn't know why they were trying to fix the sprinklers. Do you, they, do, they, did, literally, he had nothing to do. And he was just sort of like, oh, let's do this. Cause, I guess because he, he's so smart and was going to go to MIT. I guess I don't know. It just felt like the thing he wanted to do because he had nothing else to do. And then it broke. Yeah. I was like, okay, so you're that smart, but it, it still breaks? Yeah, that was like that was like the end joke. Yeah. It was like, everybody... And then, but the sprinklers didn't just do their normal thing. They became geysers. Right. Which I didn't fully, Ter- terrible fully understand. Des- I mean, it's really taking a New York mentality to desert water maintenance. And they had no grass, so I don't know what they were watering. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I got you need to sprinkle... It was every five minutes. That's- well... I, I grew up in a desert. I grew up grew up in Tucson, Arizona. Okay. And I've driven through and have friends who lived in, like, desert, obviously not completely secluded. They were just, right, like, sections right. of. And people would have cactus gardens or they'd plant things and hope they'd grow. I've seen people water gravel before. I Okay. All right. You just, you, you want to, you want to be in the room where it happens. And the room where it happens is lawn care. Apparently, because they looked around at all the other lawns, and they all had grass. Yeah. And they were jealous. I mean, for a desert, there's a lot of grass in Tucson, Arizona. It's a retirement community. There's a lot of golf courses. Things aren't smart. Um, so, you said that this is a movie that should be remade. What do you think is the core essence of what make, make, makes Pet Shop fun? Because if we both enjoyed it, especially 25 years out from when it was made, and we're not the target audience... What is it that you think that makes this movie fun? I think it's the kids and their hijinks. Well, it, it's, you know, it's the story of this girl who's displaced and, and she has no friends and then her kind of finding friends, but also finding herself because she refuses to like let everyone know that she's a pet lover. I don't know right. why that was like a terrible thing to be super cool, but she kind of had to learn how to be herself mm-hmm. around everybody, even though she's not allowed to be herself because they're witness protection. So I thought that was that was cool, her little journey, but then also just getting to see little animals and aliens. And I thought it was a fun little world that we could just dive into. So to me, I'm like, let's see that world again and maybe update it a little bit. But the story right. can, sim- can stay yeah. fairly the same. I tend to agree with that. I mean, it's the story of aliens taking over a pet shop because the galactic rules say... That if you're going to be stealing pets, you have to leave pets behind. It's like a take, leave, take one, leave one policy. <laughs> yeah, but the pennies here are people and yeah. and, and galactic, which are animals. apparently galactic pets. Yeah, for reasons. And apparently, adorable little girls are the most highly sought after. Yeah, I didn't know what their parameters were when they were doing the computer scan to be like, oh, this she is the one yeah. that we need. And at the end, when they're like, "Take any of the other kids, but leave us the girl," I, and I didn't really understand what. And then at the very end, when the like the two like enforcer dudes, the mafia get, guys, get sucked up into the thing, they're like, "Well, they don't have as good a price, but at least our money problems are over." And I'm like, "That's it. That's all it took." <laughs> just just two random idiots. I mean, I get that like you're not in debt anymore, but you're not rich. I guess is what it they, meant. But they, 
they sort of like wrapped everything up with lines. It was yeah. like, oh, here's that wrap up. Here's that wrap up. Mm-hmm. Here's that wrap up. I, I we think they knew they things. weren't going to get a sequel. And so they wanted to make sure that everything was... But I feel like they left it open for a sequel. Yeah. Because that's... they got away. I mean, the real sequel is what that what the dad's head injury led to. Oh, in my opinion, the real sequel is following the two mafia guys up into space. Oh, and yes, seeing what happens agreed. with those guys. I, I'm, I was referencing the real, <laughs> the real sequel. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Weekend at Bernie's. Yes. Oh, is that him? Yeah, the dad in this movie is Bernie in Weekend at Bernie's. That's amazing. I didn't realize that because I was looking them up. I was like, why, why is he so? Fo- oh my God, it's Bernie. It's Bernie, and it's great. He. Uh, That's awesome. He, he's he's a real he's an actor who's really good at being a prop. He's just yeah he's dead. Yeah. Well, the 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 kid, what was the the chunky, the heavy kid, uh, uh, Nikki, I think it was his name. I had is it Curly or Nikki, one of the the one that I had is the Marshall, bunny. Mike, and other friend because <laughs> I couldn't tell which name belonged to which kid because there was Alexis and there was Mike was the main guy. Yeah, I think. and then it was Mike, yes, Nikki, Alexis, right. and Nikki. And Nikki. I was I was like, I know this guy. How do I know him? Because he's he's in Christmas Vacation. Is he? He's the he's Rocky. He's one of the sons of like the uncle or the oh. cousin or whatever that shows up in the motorhome. That's wild. And I was like, I know this guy. At some point, I have to reveal I've never seen Christmas Vacation. Oh, oh that's no. gonna be embarrassing for me. Uh, well, it is Christmas time now, yeah. so you have an opportunity. I it, do. It's a good time. I growing up in a Jewish household, you don't really watch that many Christmas movies. I guess but... that's true, but. I suppose I should add it you to the list. You should add it. It's a vacation right. movie. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, I agree that I I kind of think the same thing. Like, I kind of like the core beats. Aliens show up, kids. The thing I would cut is the whole witness protection thing. You don't really need it. I mean, you can have someone moving to town without... The only reason why I think, like, the, the, the tied everything up in a neat little bow aspect of it is... Because then those two bodyguards, enforcer dudes, get sucked up into the into space, and that's the end of it. And then like the aliens just jump in after them. But, but I, I think, think that's silly. But I think that they're sort of the outside threat, right? The, the impending threat that is different than the kids. Like the kids' threat are these alien slavers, people who try right. to sell them. But the adults need to have some sort of threat for them too, besides just worrying about their kids. So that could be. You know, do they? Most of these movies, there isn't. I'm, well, I guess that's not true because you take something like, let's take Small Soldiers for example. Small Soldiers, it's the kids and the toys and, the and everything. Evil and then, I think the toys. parents, it's bankruptcy is the outside threat. The dude who's coming in to buy up the toy shop or something. I don't. I haven't seen the movie in a long time. I, I rewatched it a few years ago because I was like, I want to see if this holds up. Turns out it does. But it's it's one of those movies where you're like, this person's in this? This is a, weird. A lot of people are There's in that movie. So many it was a big movie. movie. Yeah. It was a big deal. I liked it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, because I think you're right. The parents need something to be worried about. Because if they just show up, half of the mom's dialogue goes away because she's usually worried about her daughter or people going out and her, you know, being worried about her mm-hmm. safety. You know, and and I don't know. I think there's any number of things you could do to put this family in this town without necessarily having some sort of mafia connection. And that would make this family fish out of water. Like, it could just as easily be they lost all their money and this is the only place. Like, a Schitt's Creek type of of scenario. 
but I mean, if the only thing we can think of and the only thing that kind of works is mafia, then so be it. But what what would you use? Like, we're we're remaking this movie. What's the impetus for hmm. the family being in town? And do you even want them to be new in town? I think it's I think it's good because then you have our the main girl Dina or whatever you want to name her if you want to. She's sort of um, she's new. She doesn't have any friends. She's sort of figuring herself out, and that's part of the story. So I'm okay with them being kind of thrown in here it can be witness protection doesn't have to be i'm sort of partial to that because of thematically like they're trying to figure out who they are without being who they are Mm. i think that's cool like redefining themselves with a new identity by mandate as opposed to they're being forced to have new names new identities that can't be who they were but they're still trying to figure out who they are and so you can i don't know i feel like it could be pretty thematic um i think that could work especially Part of what I think would make that interesting is if you, I don't know, if you introduce something where you, this person used to be really good, like recognized as good at something, and they can't do it anymore because, like, let I don't know, what's something that kids are good at and are nationally recognized for? Uh, YouTube. Okay. Maybe YouTube star. Sure. Like, you were no recognized YouTube star, but can't be that anymore because right. of this witness protection. Because they talk in the movie about, like, what Dina and Charlie had to give up in order to go be in witness protection with their right, family. Right. Let's make it even more so. Let's let's heighten that because then it's a lot more conflict that they have to kind of resolve and come together with. Well, even if it was today, like, say the movie happened today, not, you know, 20 years or 30 years ago, the, they'd have to give up social media completely because they can't have That's their faces true. all over Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or anything like That's that. That's true. They don't even need to be a, like a YouTube personality. They just they can't literally have just can't any be an internet presence, and so that immediately isolates them from their peers who are on it all the time. That so that's going to be a temptation point. for them. I I like way. that a lot. I think that's fantastic. Like, let's say this house doesn't even have Wi-Fi. They're shut down. They're yeah. A, what is a Faraday box? In the house. Faraday cage? Faraday cage. Isn't that just the thing you stand in so you can't be electrocuted? I don't know. Okay. The bu- it's an anti-internet house. All right. <laughs> it's a dumb house. A Faraday cage is like what they stand in like at... I watched this whole documentary about this guy who goes to Burning Man and okay. literally like stands between Tesla coils and gets struck by lightning. But he's in a Faraday cage so it just goes around the cage and into the ground and he doesn't get electrocuted. A Faraday cage is uh, just how you protect yourself from electricity, I think. But I look forward to being corrected. I'm not going to look it up. I won't look it up either. But yeah, okay, cool. I like that. And so they have to go meet other kids IRL. What if this whole town has no internet? Hmm. Like this whole... Well, I was thinking that I think we should move it away from the desert. I think we did like Montana. So like they're in like rural Montana. They're in the woods. We get big old mountains. And there's not really much internet up there. So that's that, true. that could be cool. Just like the mountains screw up signals so they can't really bounce anything yes. around. And that's why the aliens came there. Because they couldn't oh. be detected because there's no internet there. Smart. I like it. Yeah. It was weird when they introduced later in the movie that just like the whole town was witness protection people. Yeah. Like, that was strange. Well, I think maybe it was just the one, was just the one maybe? diner guy. I don't but know. But it was just like, hey, yeah, you in it too? And it was like, Wait, don't tell anybody. I also just love the idea of the... I, I like the idea of literally everyone in the town, just if the town slowly being built up, because no one would willingly choose to move here. And just like where they put people. And it's just like the government's like, yeah, just send send them to town B. 
Well, we've got a couple more witness protection people. What are our options? A, B, or C? Send them to B. It's just town B. That could be cool. And we're just slowly discovering, like, all these different people have all this <laughs> inside information. It's like... Like, oh, you, you're the one that was the whistleblower on that? Oh, you were that guy? You're that, and they all were yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay, I read about that case. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, the you're that? The, yeah. Oh, that was so great. I was following. You were really good. And our bad guys don't have to be mafia. They can be anything. A- anything. Yeah. I mean, they could, you know, I don't know. It's just the town, anyone, whist- anyone. The town of whistleblower. Yeah, but cool. I all like, right. I like Montana, though. Yeah, all right. I'm good with Montana, and I like, I like, I like that idea. Still... Daughter, brother, mother, father. Yeah, great. I mean, we could have, we could do two sisters if we want. We could. I was just, it, I mean, do, it doesn't matter to me. Right. At, speaking as an older brother to a younger sister, it's fine with me. I like that dynamic, and okay. I like the older brother being painted in a really positive light. <laughs> I think it's great. I still, I'm still like trying to figure out when he finally. Well, I thought it was weird that they didn't like show. Mike's older sister. I was like, why don't we get to see her? And then when they reveal her at the pool, I was like, that, what? You, okay, she, and she seems nice. She she looked like a very normal, yeah, person. I, it was like, like when when I when I, I expected it to be like, oh, they're gonna be all sexy and she's gonna be like horrendous or or huge yeah. or whatever it is that they were gonna do. And I was like, oh, she just looks like a normal person. And she comes up and says, oh yeah, my mom said I filled out. And he's giving her this reaction, and I couldn't tell whether he was, like, upset because she wasn't as, like, a super skinny supermodel, or she he was super excited because her boobs were so big. Yeah. Like, I, I, I really did not know what I, reaction he was supposed to have at that moment. I could not place how I was supposed to feel, and until you mentioned it, I'd completely forgotten it because I watched this movie a couple weeks ago. I could not place how I felt about that dynamic between the brother and Mike, Mikey's uh, well, sister. Because the in this, I don't know if you remember the line. You probably don't remember the line, but where uh, the you know the Charlie brings Dina over, and he says to Mike, "If you touch her, like I'll kill you or something or whatever." Yeah, something along those lines. And then the Mikey says, "Like you, you don't put your hands on my sister." And he says, "You please put your hands on my sister." Yeah, and then Which I won't put on yours. And, and I was like, uh, "That's a weird thing to say as a yeah. little brother." And so he's like, "I'm gonna go in the backyard and, and do make, things to your sister, makey out of you with the." And I'm like, "Cool, she seems nice." And then like she's just immediately obsessive over this guy and his mesh shirts. Yeah, well, he, I love that he trimmed his chest hair. He said, "I trimmed my chest hair for this." Yeah, it's uh, like, manscaping right. before manscaping was a thing. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I, I think for I, I children's don't know what movie, to do about this, that, that part may need to be removed. Yeah, because like... I don't know what the, the... there was. It was just supposed to be silly, I guess. It, it was, and I get that they're supposed to be doing something where it's like, oh, look at this one. I can't believe he's stuck with her, but she was nice. And then he shows up at the end with like lipstick yeah. marks all over his face. And he wasn't into it. I mean, I feel like just the reveal is that it turns out he's not into women. That's the well, only. He's thing. wearing his mesh. Yeah, shirt, he's wearing his sure. mesh shirt. You know what? I think that should definitely be part of it. That like he, he, another identity. He's being told his whole life who he's supposed to be, and right. then he's like, you know what? That's not me. Well, it also could be he's talked a big game, talked a big game, talked yes. a big game. Actual opportunity. Oh no! Right. No, thank you. 
that's the only way I think it works because otherwise I think we got to cut it because any other way I think we're shaming the sister for something right which I don't think we should do yeah it was weird I think and I think there's a you can have a moment where he like is able to like be like hey it's not you Mm -hmm. you know I'm just into dudes or something I don't know I agree let's go with that okay cool cool let's talk about the aliens because not gonna lie i loved them i thought they were super weird i kind of like their dorky special effects and the twist when they take off the the hat cowboy hat third eye i was like i'm on board that's great that was like the thing that i remembered the most from the movie was that he took his hat off and he had a third eye and everyone was like what but i didn't know that he was gonna freeze them and i don't know if they knew that they were frozen either Oh yeah! They were, did, did you remember the kids? They're all like they froze. They, they were just like, s- and then they were like looking around, and yeah. then and then the dad. It happened to him, but then he was just drunk. Right. I think he was frozen for a little bit, but it slowly wore off. But it wore off on the dad. He turned drunk. It wore off on the kids, and, and they, they were, were like, a little stiff. Yeah. Well, then he he smashed his head through the window. Right. That didn't make any sense to it me. It doesn't. It's dumb. He has- <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it was bad. I don't know. What do you want from me? <laughs> that was that was silly. I liked that part, though. I was like, oh, no. Slapstick. Here it is. Yep. It was... Look, they got to kill that guy somehow. We don't know how Bernie died, but we know that he's dead. And I've been really thinking about who these aliens should be. Oh, yeah? And I think it should be Key and Peele. We're not at casting. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about like who they... No. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm it's so exci- I'm excited about it, but yeah, we'll yeah. get back to that. We'll get back to that. Okay, who are they? Like, because I like I like the scheme. I like what they're doing, and the whole concept of coming here to like capture humans as pets. I got nothing against that. I think that's fun, and the idea that like, well, we it, like literally the take a penny, leave a penny. Like, we got to leave pets here because honestly, the designs on the pets was fun. They were they were silly. They could like yeah. transform back and forth, and they could do their stuff. And I love that they totally like defied physics all the right. time they'd like move super slow where they would just like touch people and they'd like like oh you bit me but like didn't it just like right. just touching his boot so I, the thing that didn't make sense to me was kind of a little bit of the motivation where the aliens gave these kids the pets knowing that the kids would come back because the pets were going to get sick or something i think it'd be more interesting if they gave them these alien pets, but they give them something that turns them into, like, Earth-looking pets. Mm. And they're expecting the kids to bring them back freaked out when they change back into aliens. Alien pets. But to their surprise, the kids are like, no, this is great! We love this! And then they have to figure out... Find a way to get them back into the... The aliens have to... The aliens have... Instead of, like, going, yeah, yeah, they'll come back on their own. The aliens then have to go out and lure them back. I was also... I was very confused why they had to sign paperwork for these things. Uh, Official alien adoption paperwork. So I was thinking that maybe it's sort of like a deal with the devil where they sign the paperwork unknowingly and they get a month with Mm -hmm. the pets and then their life is forfeit or something like that. So then they're able to then legally go and kidnap them because... Does that make sense? Yeah, works for me. Because then that way the contract makes any sense at all because in the movie... They sign it, and they're all like, yeah, they signed it, but there's, they don't really refer to it unless, until the kids just magically have one and say, hey, we can bring this back when they get sick, and, and, and that's it, when we need it. That's true, and because I think we should cut that because it's silly, because the solution is they eat dirt. 
Yes. They eat dirt. That is Great. their... That's their food. That's their vitamins. And uh, they they didn't want to reveal that at any point while going back to the plane. <laughs> Another little... Plant-based life, yeah. I guess. Yes, yes. I was like, well, what's on your planet that... I don't know. It's weird. I mean, it, it, to their benefit, when she was feeding the animals, it looked like she was feeding them dirt. It did. It was just a bunch of dirt, so it yeah. made sense. Yeah. Huh. But I like them... Like I mean, like I said with my casting, I like them being like they can be brothers, or they can be. We don't need them to be a mayor. Like they're Mr. and Mrs. Zim right now. We can cast them as brothers. We can cast them as brother sister, two sisters. I did do a Mr. and Mrs. Zim because I I thought it was goofy and I liked their dynamic. And not gonna lie, even when they lost and they got they jumped back in the thing to go back to Space World, you know, Space World. They're just dancing because they're like they're still in love and it's adorable. And and they win. They got they got what they wanted. I think it's more that they don't lose. They don't lose. It's true. Which do you want them to lose? I kind of want them to lose. Yeah, I agree with that. Like I want to be like they're they send up those two guys if we have them. I don't want to send up those two. And guys. then wait for it. All right. And then they come back, and there's like an alien official that shows up who's like. An alien, like, sheriff, like, you guys, uh, you're bad, and, you know, and they get, because they sent the wrong people, I don't know, something like that, where they get, they're come up and it's like, in the space world, not just here on Earth, but we stop them, and then they I like get, that they idea. Into, the space authorities show up. I don't think we should have the two enforcers, because I, I don't think that's necessary. Okay. And they were weird, but the... But I think what could happen is, like, the way the kids can win is that they, like, they trick the, they trick or trip the the Zims into their own teleporter mm. and send them up without any of the kids. Okay. And then as, like, a post-credit, end-credit, whatever, we see the Zims standing in front of the court going... All their debts, or they have to pay them back. Yeah, they, they any... got it. And so in order to pay their debts, they have to then become the pets. They become So the they pets. become pets for an even higher life form. Become the pets to, to repay debts. your debts. Yes. And that's what, there's like a Senate that's chanting that. Be, become, become the, the pets, pets to, to pay your, your debts. debts. Become the, the pets to pay your debts. debts. All right. And they, all, and they all have three eyes and they're all, they're yeah, all glowing. Well, or like uh, the Zims have three eyes but the higher life forms that they have to become oh. pets for have four eyes or, or five, five eyes. eyes interesting it's just an additional forehead above they just keep like, stacking like literally it's dressed as it's like the three eyes then dressed as cowboys with the cowboy hat on top of that and they take off the <laughs> other cowboy hat to reveal two like, more eyes that'd be pretty funny I would, or because they're sitting in front of a tribunal, it's the three eyes with like one of those robe wig like mm, judge things yes. on. Yes, and then they take they that take the off, wig off, and it's two and more it's two eyes. More. Okay, I think this is working. All right, yeah, we definitely need to have the tribunal at the end. I'm cool. okay with no, you know, outlaw or person Enforcer coming, enforcer coming. We, we do that at the end. Like, yeah, fine. cool. All right, yeah. I like that. Okay. What other pieces from the original movie do you think are important that we need to maintain? Which should still be a pet shop. Absolutely. I mean, otherwise, they, otherwise, otherwise, what do you call I, the movie? Yeah, you call the movie... Um, I don't know what you call it. Um, I can't think of anything clever. So... Okay, yes. <laughs> it. What's interesting is that this came out in 1994, and when I think of 90s pets, I think of Tamagotchis mm. and Furbies. 
Well, that one looked just like a first. Yeah, it really did. And if you wanted, I mean, if you want, if if this were set back in the '90s, which I think we should make it more modern day because I like your Wi-Fi mm-hmm. and like technology idea, I think that's perfect. If we were going to turn around and set it back in the '90s, I would treat it as electronic and like pets that come to life as actual pets. Oh. Like they're disguised. Oh, I as see. Being they a they go to the Tamagotchi store or whatever. Yeah. They buy themselves one, and then it becomes, becomes real. Like the, like the Tamagotchi egg hatches into an actual animal, oh, or cool. the the Furby lives. Although that's the, a horror movie. Yeah, we had Furbies, and we would take the batteries out and we would hide them, and they'd still make noise in the closet at night. What? It was terrifying. I, terrifying. All Furbies I know were terrifying. is that there's a Furby still currently asleep in my childhood bedroom closet, and I'm afraid to wake it up. Oh, man. Because no. I'm sure that it would wake up. For sure. And be out for revenge for being forced to sleep for 20 years. Oh, my gosh. We should we should totally make a Furby horror movie. I would watch it. Have you seen this thing on the internet where there's, like, long Furbies now? Long Furbies? Like, Furbies yeah. that are... Yeah, it's like this actual thing. I have no idea what you're talking about. Long Furbies. Like, what? People are like taking Furbies and making them into like so huge they're, long They're like cutting creatures. them in half and then turning them into... Oh, uh, I don't know. So weird. But uh, they're monster people and they need to be stopped. Oh my gosh. Because this is the horror movie. That's... Yeah. It's like... Like... It, it's like the Furby centipede. Yeah. I don't know. I If you're a part of the long Furby community... Please stop. You are angering our our soon to be robot overlords. Yes, no. No more no more long furbies. No. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you. I do think it should be set modern day. I think it needs to be a pet shop because well, should they have the New York accents? I, they don't need to have the thick. They can be from wherever we want them. Just to wherever. Be. Should they have accents at all? Um, no. I don't think so. No. I yeah, good. Unless they're like from Wisconsin or something, then they could be that could be fun. Because here's the thing, they maintained that accent mostly pretty well. <laughs> I mean, they were obviously just goofing around, but like I was surprised by how well Dina kept it up. Because she was really talking she, like she was from New York or whatever. Yeah, she was into it. Yeah, and then but then she said she was from Chicago, and we're like, we know you're not. When she was talking to the Alexis, the girl with all her- the crazy clothes, because it was like her cover, yeah, the cover story, and it was like. No one thinks you're from... We ain't Chicago. from New York or whatever. We're from, uh, what you call it, the Chicago city. But she was pretty good. She like, was she, pretty good. She was probably like the best one out of that whole group. I agree. I mean, that's why she was the most valuable, clearly. Yeah. I don't know why they did the thing where she covered up her hair in the baseball cap. Like, it's the... And then she, like, took it out for yeah, Mike. Like, oh, hey, Mike. Yeah, it's, the, it's the 90s movie on the Pretty Girl reveal. Right. Which, but But it was... But we'd seen her a bunch. Yeah, and also she's like... 12 who gives a shit yeah it's fine yeah just that's right wear your hair however you want well i think that's I mean, it was a different time i guess and alexis was super into fashion with her like seashell clothes yeah and she really wanted a bird here's a lizard even better i don't know about the was it nikki was like i don't like rabbits you'll you'll take it i don't like rabbits take the rabbit I, I i really don't want this and then he took the rabbit and yeah. loved it and he was like super and he would like take baths like, with it <laughs> bathing with the rabbit, <laughs> with the rabbit. Look, it was I, a really weird scene because the mom kept like wanting to come and check in and they were like are we gonna like this is then, too much like we're seeing too much of and Nikki. then the mom made fun of the kid's weight she did i forgot about that. 
I'm like, Whoa. she was like, dinner's almost ready. Not that you need it. I was like, Whoa, mom! Whoa. What is not wrong cool. With you? Not cool, mom. Just one of those like '90s digs. But like, I, I remember having pets when I was that age. I do not remember bathing with them. No, no. And he like hid it in the in the towels. I forgot that the mom totally just like was like, "You're fat, fat son. shaming her son." She was so. Oh my gosh, I can't even. And that's oh my gosh. That's, that's why so that was her only scene because we immediately don't like. We her. don't like her. She's like, done. oh, she's dead. She's dead to us. Yeah. She actually got sucked up by the aliens. Uh, like, well, so I'm sure Nikki will be fine. Yeah, yeah. He does rabbit. Yeah, his. What did the rabbit turn into? I don't even remember. A Furby. Isn't the rabbit the Furby one? Oh, yeah. The rabbit's totally the Furby one. Yeah. It, which is the one that made the least sense. There's the rabbit Furby. There's the lizard. Turtle. No, the, the turtle. lizard. The lizard walks on the ceiling. Yeah. Weird The thing. turtle, I didn't realize he had like a glowing horn. Yeah. Until thought, like the very end it was glowing. I was like, I didn't know that was glowing the whole time. I noticed it earlier and I thought it was some sort of, I thought they were all going to have it, but it was just, just the turtle. Just the turtle, yeah. Which was interesting. And then apparently not just the lizard could walk on the ceiling. Apparently that was something they all could do. I think at one point there's multiple of them on the ceiling. Yeah, it was like the lizard and the turtle at some point. Yeah. I don't know. It was strange. Very. But. This fun. is completely unrelated, but I'm looking at the pet shop poster now. And the, the girl in the drawing on the poster looks nothing like the main actress. Yeah. I don't to know. To the point where I was waiting even, for this girl to show up. super long hair. Yeah. I don't know who they... I don't, yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. Whoever the artist was, they did as well as they could. I think they just made it, and then they cast it. They were like, let's do this. And then they're like, oh, okay, we should probably make this movie now. We made a poster. You think this poster is how they pitched the movie they, to get whatever funding yeah, they got? Yeah, like, all right, here we go. To go film at uh, whatever the pop-up town in the middle of nowhere was? Which was definitely shot somewhere here in oh, California. For sure. Yeah, I mean, it also could be... My guess is it was filmed somewhere in, like, Santa Clarita. 100%. Because it's deserty out there. It could be, like, we're just starting to build this new community. Not that much is here yet. Hey, can we film in those houses for a couple of months before you sell them? Sure. For sure. The the track homes, they yeah. popped them up and then, the, yeah. Just I think that town, they, they may have built that town. Because that was, like, the little, like, strip with, like, four or five shops. It was, like, nothing. There was, like, yeah. they, I think they built that. I believe that. Yeah. But I also I mean, couldn't believe sad. that the entire town was so stoked for a pet shop to open up. It was like, they were, it was the thing. I guess yeah. there was not much going on that they were like, this is this well, is what we're going to do. There's a huge population of people coming to get pets, including Shetland ponies. And then we never <gasps> see ponies. any of them again. I forgot about the pony. Yeah, where did they get all, were all the, are all these animals transformational? Or was I it assumed... just the four that were in the... Well, they, they bought the pet shop, so I assume they inherited all of the pets and animals that the previous owner had, and then sold those, but kept their super secret animals for like these the four children that they were going to kidnap. Right, right. But I'm like, why are they? I literally. Why are to... these people buying those animals now? Because it was like a new. They put like a fresh. Well, now it's exciting. Paint. Now it's exciting. So now everyone's going to go buy the animals that were already there before that they didn't want. I think it might be one of those things where, yeah, that, I can always go check it out. There'll be animals available for you now. But, oh, everyone's going. If everyone's going, I need to I make sure go, I go I get before I get the animals, the good ones are taken. I also don't know why the pet shop owner just didn't get a turtle for Mike. I mean, they're super easy to just order them. Especially in the desert. Desert tortoises are very popular. And he's like, oh, well, he finally got one. 
Anyways. I, but I, I think the the winner of the movie is the pet shop owner who got paid like yeah. millions of dollars to just walk away. I kept expecting him to get murdered. But no, they just like manufactured Handed. money. And then I was also like, you have all that money, then why are you... You have all these... De- is this money not good in space? This is not good space money? I was waiting for... I was waiting for the twist on the money. Because if the pets turn out to be something some, something alien, I was mm. expecting the money to be something something alien. Nope. And it never was. I would love the idea of like them setting it up and like expecting it to be this big, oh, he's going to go somewhere with his money, pay all these things, and then realize that the money's going to turn into dirt or turn into something else. It's like but, leprechaun but, gold. Yeah, but at that point, he's already deposited it in the bank, and he'll never know. It's right. just, it's the bank's problem now. So he doesn't put it in a safety deposit I box. I think we don't even need it. him. I think they can just show up in town, and one morning there's no pet shop, and the next morning there's a pet shop. Yeah, that's probably better. I do think I cast him because I did a little bit of stunt casting, but <laughs> I mean, if you we'll want ta- him, we'll talk we can, about okay. that. But we can put that guy somewhere else. I think you could also make these guys terrible, and they could send him up. They Maybe. grab him, and they. But I like I like your idea better in that it's just it's just a shop. There wasn't anything there, and all of a sudden people are like, "Did you hear about that pet shop that's that opened? Crazy. What? Yeah. There wasn't anything there." The old, the, old, the old haunted whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not haunted anymore. Now there's puppies. Now there's puppies and ponies and parakeets. Yeah. What a strange movie. <laughs> but like I said, it's it's weird and cute and it's a good kids movie. Like I would have loved this movie when I was a kid. Like I would have been all about it. Yeah. Yeah, as you should have. But wasn't animated so my parents weren't going to show it to me. Mm, it's true. Animation. But then yeah, I think, I think we kind of have a sense of what we want our story and our plot to be let's talk about casting all right let's do it so all right so i who should, who should we start with i mean i feel like since you kind of already alluded to this we should talk about mr and mrs zim first yes and then we'll get into our family i i just thought i love key and peel and i was like they would be hilarious as the zims they would be pretty funny i did just watch so flat Flying to, to back and forth to Tucson, I watched the first half of Toy Story 4 and then the second half of Toy I've Story 4. I've still never 4. seen it. It's fine. It's cute. I get it. It's a it's a good bookend after that other bookend we already had that was better. Toy Story 3 was flawless. Toy Story 3 is a perfect movie. And then we also have Toy Story 4. And it's cute, but it's like it's just not as good. It's nice, but unnecessary. Yeah. Like, it, it covers some things that, like, questions you might have had after Toy Story. I'm like, yeah, I had those questions, but... It's not... It's fine. It's yeah. fine. It's a good movie by most people's standards, but not by Pixar standards. But Kim Peel are in it, and they're very funny. Okay. Like, they are a highlight of the movie. Like, honestly, the best parts of that movie were the people who were not the ones we've been seeing for all the previous movies. Right, the right. Ke- the Kim all... Peel stuffed animals were great. The Keanu Reeves motorcycle guy was was funny. Keanu Reeves is winning right now. He, he really is winning. Is. Like everything's going great for Keanu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I don't think he saw it coming either. I think he was I, like, "Okay, my career is kind of." I mean, and then John Wick was like, "This is awesome," and then it was just like, <sighs> well, people kept like reading more about Keanu Reeves. And, like, this guy's like a legitimate good dude. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Promote that. Promote, we yeah. don't have those He's anymore. He's a good Please. guy. Yeah, let's do it. He yeah. was so great in Always Be My Maybe. Did you see that on Netflix? I did not. He plays himself in it oh i heard about it's that so funny i heard Apparently he I was filming john wick 3 and as a favor he like flew out for like two days shot that and then went back 
to John Wick. So, so the, uh, Key and Peel for Mr. and Mrs. Zim would be pretty funny, or Mr. and Mr. Zim. And right. if they exclusively refer to each other as Mr. Zim, they're right. both Mr. They Zim. They both, I, I love it. They're that, both Mr. Zim. That'd be pretty funny. Mr. Zim, watch out. Oh, thank you, Mr. Zim. That, yeah, exactly yeah, that. Yeah. For that alone, we may go with them, because I think that's great. <laughs> the Zims. My Mr. Zim is Eugene Levy, and okay. my, my Mrs. Zim is Parker Posey. Okay, I cannot picture her. Parker Posey is... Oh, okay. She's yeah. in all the Christopher Guest movies. She's mm-hmm. in... She's in You Got Mail. You've Got Mail. She's in uh, Josie and the Pussycats. Classic. Classic. Yeah. She's great. She's very, very funny. And I thought the Zims would be good as intimidating villains, but also, like, if of anyone in this movie, they've got to have the strongest comedic chops. Right, right. And I feel like those two have it, especially with the ability to improvise off of whatever the kids spit at them. Right. Because I cast legitimate children. Well, I think that since we don't have the buffoons, the mafia guys, yeah, that we don't like the, they could have been those guys too, but we're not going to have them at all. So we don't need silly people because they were just stupid. Yes, they, they ran out of gas. Like I don't understand. I don't. Anyways, we're yeah, not, it's we're it, done. It we're bad. done. We're gone. Yeah. yeah, they're gone. They're gone. Okay, who's next? But I'm. Ha- but like I said, I'm happy to go with Key and Peele. Cause... Cool. Let's do it. I'm on board with my decision. <laughs> Not sure which one will be which, though. Which one will be Mr. Zim and which one will be Mr. Zim. I don't know. We'll it's see. a tough call. Uh, yeah. We may have to... We'll flip a coin. We'll have to have a Zim off. Yeah, Zim off. Woo! All right. So let's talk about Dina. Okay. Dana. Dina? Doina. Donna. I honestly, like... I'm so bad with names. As I'm watching the movie, I'm like... I had to look up on IMDb what her name was. Because I was like, is it Vicky? <laughs> I think at some point they call her Vicky because that's like her fake I think it was name. Her, I think her fake name is Dina. Like on, on IMDb, they were listed under their fake names. Oh. Because I think her real name is Vicky. But over here, they're going by Anyways, something we'll something We'll call Yeager. her Dina. Yeah, it's a Dina. I, I chose uh, Sophia Lillis, who's the, from It. Okay. She's the, the young girl from It. She's the redhead. Ah, okay. Yeah, she's come up a bunch of times before. I like yeah. her. She's awesome in It. So I was like, she... She'd be good. She'd have some some chops. What's the general age of the of the people you cast to be the children? Mm, uh, pretty much that age. What are they like? Seventeen. Is she seventeen? She was born in two thousand two. Well, I was. I guess I was casting them like they were in the movie. It like I they're know. supposed to be like you know uh-huh. twelve or thirteen. It which so was filmed how many years ago? Quite a few years. Five years ago. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I mean, she's obviously great, and she probably would be fantastic, and... She's too old? She's probably a little bit too old. That said, I think she's Nancy Drew in the Nancy Drew and the Hidden Staircase, the movie Nancy Drew that came out, and everyone said that was wonderful and delightful, and I keep meaning to watch it, and I keep not doing that. But I want to. All so, right. this is a note to future Sam when he's editing this episode. Watch, watch Nancy, Nancy Drew, Drew and the Hidden Staircase? Well done, yes. Hmm. So... The actress who I have for Dina is a little girl named McKenna Grace. McKenna Grace. She is in Gifted. She's the little girl in Gifted, and she's also in I, Tonya. Oh, okay. She's just kind of, like, precocious and spunky, and yeah. I, I think she's also in Annabelle Comes Home. Who's she in Annabelle Comes Home? Uh, she was Judy in Warren, Captain Marvel? I guess she's young Carol in Captain Marvel. Hmm. But as of right this moment, she's the right age. All right. Let's do it. I'm on board. I mentioned this when I was uh, recording a podcast episode last night that this episode in particular makes me feel like I was on some sort of list. 
because I was having to look up children. And I'm just Googling <laughs> actor children. Young actor Young children. actor children. Talented actor Talented children. Talented children. Yes. Yes. Give me lists. Give me photos. And I was like... Oh, yeah. You're uh, definitely on a list. I, I, I'm just a monster. And I felt bad. She won a Critics' Choice Movie Award. Good for, for her. For Best Young Performer. Oh, well... There you go. This picture of her is at the Acura Festival Village. All right. She's sitting on a box with that says Acura on it. <laughs> so then let's talk about her brother. Let's talk about uh, Charlie Yeager, or whatever his real name is. That was the one I honestly couldn't figure. I couldn't think of anybody. Really? I ag- I agree. He was the toughest, especially because I couldn't place because the guy who plays him in the movie. What is this actor's name? The guy who plays him in this movie is David Wagner. And I'm like, I can't decide if he's supposed to be 18 or 33. He's definitely 33. Yeah. I, I keep picturing like a young Sean Astin right. in this role. But kind of. obviously we'd have to like time travel for that. Yes. Or just do some real good deep fakes. Which we do now, apparently. Yeah. Even well, Scorsese does it. Uh, I refuse to watch that movie. I just can't. I saw it. How was it? I didn't enjoy it. I'm sorry. But, but now but he now worked he, hard on it. He, I, I'm sure he and everyone else who worked on it did. Yes, and I don't want to diminish anyone's work. On I the don't movie. want to speak ill. And now, of and now you are besides apparently this you're movie a more pet shop voter. Yes, but so the dude that I have for this role is an actor named Logan Lerman, who I first saw in Perks of Being a Wallflower. Mm-hmm. He was also Percy Jackson in the Percy Jackson movies. Yeah. So just kind of like a generic, hey, I'm this he kid. He is very generic, yeah. And I think that he would kind of work for the idea of, hey, I've been talking a big game. This right. is who I am. Yeah, I've been I've been chatting with all sorts of ladies. Yes, there's one in front of me. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I think that'd be fun. I think it could be fun. I was also just thinking that what's the, what's the guy, the Stranger Things guy? The one who's the, the Scoops Ahoy guy. Steve, Dreamboat Steve, could do that. <laughs> I want to. That, ca- that was literally just off the top of my head, yeah. so I, I didn't have anybody for him until this moment. So I feel like you put more thought into the only it reason than I, I would did. go with this is because Stranger Things, things kids come up a lot, and I'm trying to pull. I've done enough of these episodes at this point that I'm like trying to pull people from projects that don't get used as much. Right. That said, there's a legit chance I've cast Logan Lerman before because Percy Jackson, and I only have so many Google search terms for. Children, Trill- children, actors, bring them to me. Bring them to me. Yes, uh, I. So, if you feel strongly about, I your... don't feel strongly either way. I could go with either one. Uh, if you are not partial to Stranger Things people, then I have let's... no strong opinions one way or the other. I'm happy to go with whoever between the two you enjoy more. Let's do Mr. Joe Keery over here. Let's All do right. it, Joe Keery. All right, then let's talk about the dad. All right, so what I thought we... I'll do the dad-mom combo. All right. Tell I me about this dad think mom that we combo. need to get the band back together. And so I think that we are going to do the mom... And I'll tell you the names in a second. The mom and dad from Malcolm in the Middle. Brian Cranston and Karen Kazmarek. And they're Kazmarek. how old now? I don't know how old they are. They're old. <laughs> Brian Cranston's got to be in his 60s at this point. I think they got together late in life and adopted. Brian Cranston is 63. What is this a picture from? 
I don't know. <laughs> it's Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. <gasps> oh, because this is... Cause, I'm like, I see he this was, weird CG blue he dude. Was, he was Zordon. He was, oh my gosh. That was so weird. I liked that movie, but it wasn't good. Uh, and what's the actress's name? Karen. No, sorry. Jane. Wow, I don't know why I said Karen. That's so weird. And then <laughs> Kazra, K-A-C-Z-M-A. She's also 63. That's fun. I mean... Are, are they too old for you? No, not necessarily. I'm sure they're fine. They're... I just loved Malcolm in the Middle. Especially because I don't strictly remember the age of the people I cast. But I, I, also, I also looked at Brian Cranston. Pulling in Jane Kaczmarek is smart and a good idea. I thought Brian Cranston would be fun because he's got that good... Is that who you chose to? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I, I looked at him and then I dismissed him because I think I ended up going with someone a little bit younger. But I also... But he's got that great dad energy. Yeah. And I mean, because he was in a... Like, and... He likes being goofy, and that's exactly what he would need right. to do for this. You need, That's what I was saying. I was channeling the, the the parent vibes from Malcolm in the Middle. So my parents, for the dad, is an actor named Johnny Ray Meeks. Okay. Who I specifically went for because I'm like, well, I'm trying to get less known people. And in this particular case, he, he's been in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. He's, he's been in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He hasn't... It, it's been a lot of... Like, ten episode runs, one episode, one episode, sort of two episodes. Things, yeah. yeah. So it's one... So I was kind of trying to stick to the, like, the spirit of the casting in the original. Like, like get some new I blood. I vaguely know these people. I, I definitely did I not follow that rule. I the kids. Well, I didn't do that as much for the mom. Because it was, like, one famous parent, one less famous parent. I, I don't know anything about what the mom was in. Because... So, Johnny Ray Meeks, I think, is a good, fun actor. And he certainly... Also very much has that dad energy. Okay. But my mom is Stephanie Weir. Stephanie Weir. Uh, Stephanie Weir has been in a bunch of comedy stuff. She is, you'll probably know her from Mad TV, Happy Together. She also was in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She's in Fun with Dick and Jane. She is like a... I do not recognize her. Really? I don't recognize either of them. Johnny Ray Meeks, I'm not surprised you don't recognize. Her, I'm a little bit surprised. Because I presume at some point you've seen episodes of Mad TV. Because she was all over that. Uh, that. Minimally. Minimally. Yep, nope. No, nothing. Oh, that one looks familiar. I mean, this appears to be from Castle. Oh, okay. Yes, I do recognize her now. No, no, that's Nathan Fillion. Oh, 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 yeah. She's the other one. She's the <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess wah, this, wah. Is her, this, this is here she is in Key and oh, Peele. Oh, what? Look at that. Key and Peele. Yep, there it is. They're all together. and Yeah, because like, she's yeah. a mainstay of, and here she is in The Comedians. But Josh Gad, there we go. She, she is classic old school comedy. Okay. So, <laughs> the ob- I think the obvious mix and match that we could do would be to do Brian Cranston and Stephanie Weir. I say nuts to that. I say we do... Johnny Ray Meeks and, and Jane and Kaczmarek. Jane Kaczmarek. I'd say let's do it. Just because why not? Yes. I feel like that would be more realistic casting. I feel like Probably. Jane isn't doing as much as Brian is. Let's find out. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, no, she's not. So I feel like she's like, I think I want to get back into this. Yeah, and also I think it'd be fun. Let's do that. Let's do it. Because it's the people won't expect it. There's an obvious pairing. Nuts to that. Mm-mm. Let's do it. I like it. Boom. I'm liking this. This is good so far. So that brings me... I have I have the three kids, but I've got one person before the three kids, and that's Marshall Dave. 
did you recast Marshall Dave? I didn't. I wanted to just get rid of. Oh, that's right. Uh, because Marshall, we're getting rid of the whole. The whole. That's fine. I got nothing uh, against that. I'm perfectly happy to move on from this. Did you want? You didn't want to talk about the the friends, Mike or? No, no. Uh, oh, I should you move. Yeah, yeah okay, move on from Marshall Dave. Because okay. I definitely have the friends. The I, I had Marshall Dave, the three friends, and the original pet shop owner. Um, we'll talk about the original pet shop owner in a sec. Let's talk okay. about Mike. Mike. You went first for the last one. I'll go first for this one. Okay. Um, my Mike is Ian Chen. Okay. You know him from Fresh Off the Boat, from Shazam. He's just a good child actor. Look at him there. Oh, yeah. He good is dude. exactly one, not exactly, but he's roughly one year younger than McKenna Grace. And he is very funny. Just a, a, and just a good child I actor. Think, and he brings some diversity to the, this super white movie. Yes. I mean, our, it is interesting that we've cast all white people and our aliens are black. <laughs> that's, probably oh, no. not, that's probably not good. Huh. Well, the family... We, we, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to I, that. It's not the end of the world, and I'm only just now realizing it. It's fine. It's well, I, fine. I thought about it a lot as I was going over this, because I was like, if we, if the family... Because the family all needs to be, unless we... Not necessarily. Right, right. I mean, it's you could always do the fan four stick of, yeah, they're siblings. Who cares? Right. Doesn't matter. All three of my other kids are diverse, so okay. that's fun but i'm just now realizing that that's interesting doesn't matter everything's fine okay everything's probably fine maybe i don't know we'll, we'll I don't see want to we'll see uh, but anyway ian chen it's who i had who I, do you have i chose mind? jacob tremblay from <laughs> room and good boys I know, yes i know who he is yeah he he's great he's a he's a good dramatic actor can he do fun he was, did you see the good Good Boys? I didn't. Tell me about the. I don't even know what the Good Boys is. Oh, that's the that's the movie about him and his two friends, and they what are they trying to? I'm trying to remember what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to get his like drone back or something. Anyway, it's all about these three kids going on this crazy journey. They wind up stealing drugs from their like babysitter next door, and then oh um, that one yeah got it. Sorry, yes, I have heard of that. The one that's like. Uh... They're like, this is a sex drug. Yeah, yeah, it's the um, it's like, what's his face, Seth Rogen. Yeah, it's it's basically like super bad with right. like it's with super, like younger it's super, kids. Super bad, but younger. Super bad, like in it's, like sixth it's grade. Middle, it's middle school super bad. Yeah, I was looking for super bad. I couldn't think of super bad. Yeah, yeah middle school super bad. In yeah, I I heard that was super the, fun. It's super funny. They're they're great in it. I believe that. Who are the kids in? I that? mean, he's in he's in Room too, which is a little bit less little funny. bit little bit harder. Yeah. I mean, I, I it's a good that. laugh. Room? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not. Jacob Tremblay, Keith Williams, Brady, Noon. They're all really funny. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that they're all fantastic. You should you should check it out. Yeah. He looks very serious in that photo. Yeah, That's well, definitely he's the kid from Room. Yeah. Of course he needs to look professional. I'm going to have Honestly, us go with Ian Chen, just for purposes of Pet Shop Less White. Yes. But I like it. That's a but that's a good pull. I mean, and you just can having even, these even even the guy who plays Lucas here, Keith Williams, he well, could be a good choice too. He's pretty funny. We may uh, pull him for. Uh, I think for I Nikki. think we should pull him for Nikki personally. Who did you have for Nikki? Um, oh, I I was uh, I like forgot that they need to be like happening now. So I was like, 
I liked the kid who played Nikki because he was from Christmas Vacation. So um, <laughs> uh, I was like, we can't do that because this movie was 30 years ago. So I think we're going to choose Keith Williams. All right. The uh, actor I had was a kid named Ian Ho, who's in Handmaid's Tale, Simple Favor, and Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting. So I don't... That's mostly drama stuff. So I think going with Keith L. Williams is probably a better choice. Good. He's hilarious. Which brings us to Alexis. I chose Marseille Martin from Blackish. Tell me about Marseille Martin. She's the twin sister. She plays Diane in the show, and she is hilarious. She was also in the movie Little. Oh, just yeah, came yeah. out. She's supposed to be great. She is really funny. She's got really good timing. Oh my gosh, she's—I don't know if you watch Blackish, but she is great. There's several in shows Black-ish. on right now that I know I would really like, but I don't have time. Like I know I would right. really there's like no, Superstore. There's, but I just, there's no I time just for everything. Time. Yeah, uh, and Blackish is another one of those shows, and I'm like, I know I'd like this. And I felt like if we're having her be trendy, I feel like she could really fit into like I like fashion and I'm trendy. If we wanted her to keep in that role for, I think that's true. I think she's good casting. Uh, the actress I had was an actress named Mercedes Lomolino, who okay. is in the new round of All That. Okay. And I found her specifically because Alexis was like the one non-white character in the original movie and she was hispanic so i wanted to cast another uh young hispanic actress so that's why i was googling young hispanic actresses i'm a monster and i'm on lists (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so that's who i who i had for this i think that i mean i mean if she's she's on the new all that i feel like she'll be pretty funny i mean that's ideally true though not certainly not guaranteed i loved all that when i was a kid uh, yes, all that was the best. There's but also I, I, there's also different schools of comedic acting, right. and it's like the Disney school of comedic acting was kind of what all that is. And I feel like for a feature film, Marseille Martin is probably the smarter choice. I would agree. So that's why I think we should go with her. Let's do it. She's great. So in terms of characters, the only other one I had was the original pet shop owner, who I did as a stunt casting. And I think we could just as easily make this like, the guy who runs the, uh, the... Who manages the properties or something like that. I was going to say the like the cafe diner guy, mm. the bartender. Right, right. Who's, like, sure. who's like, I've, uh, yeah, I've been I've been stuck here for a long time. Yeah. You, witness protection. It's right, pretty bland. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. And I feel like my casting works even better for that. Okay. My casting is an actor named Terry Kaiser. Okay. You may know him from movies like Weekend at Bernie's. And Pet Shop. <gasps> no way. That would be amazing. <laughs> that so, would be awesome. He's like, I've been here my, for years. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of my idea. He's like, well, I used to be in the desert, but they actually moved us up here when, when so-and-so came looking for me. I love it. A throwback. Just, just going to confirm that he's still alive. He's 80 years old. He's 80 years old. And that's part of why it's funny. What if he is dead? We do Weekend at Bernie. What if he's dead and he's Weekend at Bernie's? And like in we this, get his Bernie seeing him in this in movie. In this too. movie, yeah. I got nothing against that. He got the that. glasses on. But I'm I do think we definitely need him in this movie. Okay, okay. Alright? Just in some capacity. We definitely need him in this movie. Great. Alright, that's our cast. That brings us to writer and it bring and director. Now I have a separate writer and director. Do you have I that do as well? as well, 
Okay. And you're going to laugh at my choices. Uh, you went first for the last one. I can go first for writer. Do it. So my writer worked on Captain Underpants. Nice. He w- wrote Storks, uh, Neighbors 2, The Muppets, the new Scoob movie, a bunch of stuff. So he's really good at writing stuff for kids and goes back and forth between animated and live action. All right. And that writer's name is Nicholas Stoller. Okay. Yes, I know his name. And so that's why I thought he would be fun. Okay. He would be fun. I chose something very different. Oh, okay. Um, Scorsese, huh? Yes. So I saw The Irishman. I was like, I know who needs to remake the <laughs> No, mine was more in the vein of, I think we need a little more world building in this movie to kind of fill everything out. Because we don't really get to know more about, you know, the aliens and the universe and stuff like that. So I said, Damon Lindelof. He's gonna come in here. What? And he is gonna he's gonna write. He's gonna do it. I, I think he could fill this world out. I think he'd be funny too. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think Watchmen is just him, you know, getting some angst out, and I think that What he could... has he ever done that was for kids? Oh he he hasn't. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Has. This is finally. He did Cowboys that... and Aliens. He I scroll down. Hey, look, he's a writer on Phineas and, or was a writer for one episode on Phineas and Ferb. There we go. See, I saw but that. The, the episode of Phineas and Ferb called Lost in Danville. Guess why he was the writer for that episode? Because it's called Lost, Lost in Danville. There we go. I think it's perfect. He also wrote six episodes of Wolverine Walter, versus Wolverine, the Once Upon, Once Upon a, a Time. Time. He just, oh no, he plays a character on Once Upon a Time. He is Bill oh. Goes on Once Oh, and he's uncredited. Whatever. And he's not even credited as the kicked man on House. What? Ugh, clearly, Damon. Lindelof. I told you you were gonna laugh at me because I was just like, oh, "We need someone to world build this." And I think he could just—he I... could do it. I feel like he, his—he could—he could be funny. It's a great idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go with Nick Stoller. <laughs> so tell me who you had for your director. All right, so I went a little crazy, but. Crazier than Damon Lindelof? Crazier than Damon Lindelof. Oh, but I man. feel like they they need a comeback, and I feel like this movie could do it. Oh, no. I'm going to do the Wachowski sisters. What? Mm-hmm. All right, like... defend this idea, too. <laughs> so I loved The Matrix. We all loved back The, in the Matrix. Day. Everyone loved it. But they've had a couple... A staple of the They've 90s. had a couple duds. Yeah. More than a couple of others. I feel like they've transformed themselves and they're ready to come out and they're ready to put their spin on this movie and they're to just go to jump in. I want to look at things that they've done recently. I think they're doing The Matrix again. Oh, that's right. They're doing The Matrix. I thought it says here The Matrix 4, but I'm pretty sure it's a Matrix reboot. Which, if you want to hear my thoughts on a Matrix reboot, listen to my Matrix episode, Ideal Remake. (laughs) Episode <laughs> with guests Laser Melina Weber and Meredith Hackman. And we talked about stuff. Jupiter Ascending. See, they did some crazy Cla- space Cloud stuff. Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas was, was not good. And so I feel like they're ready. Was it as not good as Jupiter Ascending? Yes. I heard, I heard Cloud Atlas was okay. I heard Jupiter Ascending was unwatchable. Probably both. Yeah, although they were working on Sense they did Eight, Sense for Eight. A, while. a lot of people Sense really Eight was enjoyed Sense Eight. Supposed to be really, really good. I I feel like they could come in here and they could really get some good performances out of out of Jane and Johnny Ray Meeks. Johnny Ray, what? Who? Meeks. Meeks. I feel like they could. 
So I told director, you. I told you it was crazy, <laughs> and you and you weren't wrong. Was my, it crazier than David Lindelof? No, actually, oh, okay. I think David Lindelof is crazier. I think this makes a little bit more sense. Okay. What's what I find interesting is that in all of the arguments you just made for the Wachowski sisters, you didn't once rely on their knowledge and capability with science fiction, which is what this movie really is. It was implied. Oh, all right. Good. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think that that's important. I think you need to have someone that's done kind of the comedy, but I think you also need someone who's good at directing puppets. Right. I think you need that sort of puppet experience. And that's why my director directed The Muppets mm-hmm. and The Muppets Most Wanted, but also kind of has that comedy background in having done Flight of the Concords. So my director is James Bobbin. Which Muppets did he do? The new ones. Okay, the Muppets, the one the with Muppets, Jason Siegel. Yep. The Muppets and Muppets Most Wanted. And clearly his in-development is long, mm-hmm. but he also was the writer and director for Dora and the Lost City of Gold. So he kind I of heard like that has, was great. I also heard that was great. And he is absolutely like... I loved the Muppets. I was... Yeah, was, it was. I've always fun. been a big Muppets fan. I it wasn't something I ever watched growing up. It's kind of something I I watched Muppet Babies growing up because who didn't watch my Muppet? house? Everyone watched animation. Muppet Babies, and also it turns out we're the exact same age, so the same tentpole things. Perfect. Yeah, and so that's kind of why I thought he'd be fun because he can do the sci-fi and the puppets. Right, and, right, right. Because we haven't talked about this, but. I kind of really liked the animals in the original. Like, their limited movements and the fact that they're definitely puppets and things aside, but it I did, liked that. It I didn't liked bother me because no. was, that was like, that was the style. And they're it alien. Right. And I think they need to be practical, like in a Baby dark Yoda crystal kind, kind of, of way. Baby, I think Baby Yoda's full CGI. Or is Baby, th- is Baby Yoda a puppet? I think he's a puppet. Really? Didn't, what's his I name, uh, Werner Herzog, say like they were going to do cgi yoda baby yoda and then they decided not to and he called them cowards for thinking about doing that I have or did no he call them cowards for doing that i, don't I, know. I, I have thought. no idea but if Werner herzog calls you a coward that hurts <laughs> that is cutting deep so that that's why i thought he would be a good choice i think he's great i'm on cool. board with that all right i i'm i'm on board with yeah anything muppets i'm good <laughs> great so then in I that sh- case We've got a movie. We do have a movie. Let me take you through uh, our list. Take me. Pet Shop. Dina Yeager will be played by McKenna Grace. Charlie Yeager will be Joe Keery. <laughs> that was confusing for me because Charlie Yeager is Joe Keery, but Joe Yeager is uh, Johnny Ray Meeks, with Marilyn Yeager being Jane Kaczmarek. A lot of Joes. Mr. Zim is going to be played by Keegan-Michael Key, and Mr. Zim is going to be Jordan Peele. I thought it was the other way around. Oh, Oh, crap, you're right. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, Mr. Yeah. Zim is going to be Keegan-Michael Key, okay, okay. but then Mr. Zim is going to be Jordan Peele. Yes, you're right. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. I, I, I needed to make that. that makes no, more sense. You were, you were right. I, yeah. uh, I appreciate that. Um, Mike is going to be Ian Chen. Nikki will be Keith L. Williams. Alexis will be Marseille Martin. And then the barkeep person who's been in the town mm-hmm. for a really long time is going to be Terry Kaiser. I love it. All of this will be written by Nicholas Stoller and then directed by James Bobbin. I like it. Pet Shop. Pet Shop. You gonna go see it? Reborn. Pet Shop Reborn. Pet Shop, the new litter. The new litter. Oh, I like it. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna see it. Great. I'm gonna go to the theaters. You gonna bring your kid? Maybe. 
Maybe. He's never seen the movie in theaters. Really? Yeah. Ooh. That's a big step. You have to decide what the first movie I to know, see in theaters I know. I'm worried about it. Because what was the first movie you saw in theaters? I have no idea. Really? The earliest movie I can remember going to see in theaters was Hercules. <gasps> but I don't remember anything else before that. The earliest movie I can remember going to see in theaters was Aladdin. But for some reason... But I also remember being like taken out of the theater and sobbing uncontrollably because I think I was scared of the tiger cave. The Cave of Wonders is terrifying. Cave of Wonders is terrifying. Yeah. Maybe I did see... You must find a child in the rough. Yeah, terrifying. That's, that's what child. you were doing on the internet for this episode. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it took me a second to process that. You're a monster. Oh, why would you do that? <laughs> but yes. 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 All right. Pet Shop, The New Litter... Coming to theaters very soon. Yes. I'm excited about it. So then all that we've got left is do plugs. What do you want people to know about? What do you want people to follow or like on the internet? Tell us about stuff. Well, I am barely on social media. My Twitter, all 27 followers, you can be one of them, um, is at Badget88. That's B-A-D-G-E-T-T-8-8. Get excited. I'm on Instagram, too. Uh, the last time I posted was 2015, um, announcing the birth of my son. Um, let's see. Classic. Classic me. And I am A.E. Isn't everyone A.E. Badgett on Instagram? That, that That's me. Be on the lookout for the next show that I'm working on. Spinning Out, which is coming out in January on Netflix. Should be Great. pretty awesome. I'm the writer's, writer's assistant on that, so... Cool. Get excited. It should Everyone be pretty should cool. Everyone should watch out. Spinning Out. And double Austin's uh, follower numbers. Yes, please double it from 27 to 54. And it'll be a big day. Yeah. Good. So if you want to follow me, I'm at Twitter, at Sam Gash, S-A-M-G-A-S-C-H. If you want to follow the podcast, we are at Ideal Remake on Instagram and Twitter. Or join us on Facebook at Ideal Remake or Ideal Remake Podcast. If you have the time and the inclination, please go and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That really does help people find the show, and I would appreciate it. But you know what would really help people find the show? Tell someone you know about this podcasts. Podcasts? Podcast. Well, there's multiple of them. Possible. Yeah. And since there are multiple of them, there's prob- we've probably covered a movie that you like and that you know a friend of yours really likes. And if you want to hear what they think about our remake we want to hear about it too tell us have them listen to it we're excited about it but for that 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 but for now but for now that's basically it so austin thank you very much thank you for having me with this okay what is your favorite quote from the movie pet shop my favorite quote i think it probably has to be the I'll keep my hands off your sister if you put your hands on mine. <laughs> Gonna go wide probably, probably the strangest line I've heard in a very long time. And out of a child. Out of the mouth of a child. Out of the mouth of babes. All right. All right. Signing off. <laughs> Thanks.